It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Sitka's COVID alert level shifted back to moderate over the weekend after weeks at low alert. Six Sitkins tested positive for the coronavirus last week, according to data on the city's COVID dashboard. All received testing last week. The patients range in age from a female between 10 and 19 to a male in his 70s. Two of the patients were experiencing symptoms at the time of testing, and three were not. Two cases are tied to travel, two to community spread, and one case is considered secondary, which means the person had close contact with another person who tested positive. Data was not available for the sixth patient. This brings Sitka's COVID total to 340 cases since the start of the pandemic. Seven of those cases are currently active, according to city data. A Sitka man is in federal custody following his arrest for drug trafficking. 37-year-old Nathaniel Mark Harris was arrested by U.S. Postal Inspectors and U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency agents near A&B Harbor in Sitka on March 19th. He allegedly had obtained 168 grams of methamphetamine in a package mailed to him earlier that day. According to the Addiction Center, the street value of meth ranges from $20 to $60 per gram or up to $10,000 for the 168 grams allegedly acquired by Harris. The priority mail package was sent on March 11th from an address in Las Vegas, Nevada. According to an affidavit from the DEA, it came under suspicion since it was mailed from an area known for drug trafficking. The sender paid $50 postage in cash, and the name of the sender could not be associated with the return address. A federal judge issued a search warrant on March 17th, and the package was intercepted by postal inspectors and DEA agents in the Sitka Post Office. They reportedly found 168 grams of white crystalline powder vacuum-sealed inside some clothes. Agents removed all but a representative sample of the suspected drug from the parcel, installed tracking devices inside it, and waited for Harris to pick it up. According to the affidavit, Harris arrived at the post office shortly before 11 a.m. on March 19th to pick up the package, which he then took aboard the fishing vessel Moonlight, moored at A&B Harbor. Agents observed Harris return to the harbor parking lot with the box and throw it in a trash can. He was then arrested by federal agents, assisted by Sitka police and Alaska state troopers. According to the affidavit, Harris's hands bore evidence that he had handled the internal contents of the subject parcel. Harris was charged with attempted possession with intent to distribute 50 grams or more of actual methamphetamine and possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute, both felony offenses under United States Code. Harris was transported to the Lemon Creek Correctional Center in Juneau pending his next hearing in U.S. District Court. New genetic research is expanding the family tree of a small weasel. A new species has been identified on an island of southeast Alaska and some in British Columbia. It's called the Haida ermine and is one of three main species in the world. As KFSK's Angela Denning reports, scientists who studied the mammal believe there could be other animals that are also unique to this area. When Jocelyn Colella was studying to become an evolutionary biologist, she thought she would research something big maybe large cats or bears. I originally wanted to work on big charismatic carnivores, but there's a lot of people doing that already. So instead, she chose a tiny carnivore known as the ermine. It's a small weasel with a mouse-like head, big eyes, and a fuzzy brown coat in the summer that turns white in the winter. But besides being cute, they are extreme hunters. They mainly feast on mice and voles, but can also take down rabbits and chickens. 
Colella studied the small mammal through different universities. She's now an assistant professor in ecology and evolutionary biology and curator of mammals at the University of Kansas Biodiversity Institute. In the field, she studied dozens of ermines. I was studying ermines all, all over, honestly. It was a whole Arctic investigation. With modern science techniques, Colella has also been able to study the ermine's genome, or its genetic makeup. In the lab, she could examine tissue samples that had been collected by scientists all over the world. They had been frozen in vats at nearly negative 200 degrees Celsius. Liquid nitrogen cryovats that are just full of hundreds of thousands of tissues. And you can say, well, let's see what ermine look like from here. And you can pull out a piece of tissue, subsample it, and sequence its genome. Colella compared samples from North America, Asia, and Europe. It took years. She had a lot to work with. The Museum of Southwestern Biology in New Mexico had collected tissues for decades. Using a computer program, she compared the ermine skulls. She found that there were three main species, one in Eurasia, one in North America, and one found only on Prince of Wales in southeast Alaska and Haida Gwaii off the coast of British Columbia. Yep, full species, like new, new species, never-before-recognized mammal. She studied samples from most of the islands in the region, but none were the same as those found on POW and Haida Gwaii. Colella says it's probably because the islands are located in a place that wasn't always covered in ice during the glacial periods. She says this sermon is believed to have started 375,000 years ago. These groups were interbreeding, and then this population got stuck on these islands, and then a lot of time passed, more ice, and they just slowly became their own species. Colella believes the Haida ermine probably isn't the only species specific to the area. She says the marten, a larger weasel, is also showing the same indicators. She says these islands are creating new species because they are isolated with specific environmental conditions. We just have no idea what's out there. We really need to be using these new, these new techniques to better understand the diversity of these islands. Colella sees the new ermine species as more of a beginning than an end. She says it's just another example of why people need to look harder at other animals in the area. A lot of people think we know all the mammals that are out there, but I think that's far from the truth. Natalie Dawson agrees. As a wildlife biologist, she spent 20 years researching mammals on several islands in southeast Alaska, including weasels. I was the first one to kind of really take a deep dive on the genetic distribution across many of these different islands, um, comparing between species. Colella's work builds off of Dawson's research. Dawson says Prince of Wales is a stable environment for a species like the ermine to adapt and agrees there are likely other species that just haven't been identified yet. I think what's significant about it is that in southeast Alaska, if we're finding that kind of diversity in mammals, you can imagine how much distinctiveness there probably is in the insects and the plants on each of these islands or even in certain populations on certain islands. The study appears in the scientific journal Diversity and Distributions. Funding for the research came from the National Science Foundation. In Petersburg, I'm Angela Denning. Monday marked 48 years since the last U.S. combat troops left Vietnam after the Vietnam War. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, a native dance group from Wrangell joined a virtual event to honor veterans of the conflict.
Tables, cots, leton, dancers emerge from behind the decorated cedar curtain at the front of Chief Sheikh's house, button-blanketed backs first. Arms bent, they sway and step in time with the drums and rattles of their accompanists, the Wolf Troop. This is their entrance dance, part of a performance by the Wrangell dancers to honor military service members on March 29th, Vietnam Veterans Day. Luella Knapp is a council member of Wrangell's local tribe, the Wrangell Cooperative Association. She said she saw this performance as a way to honor veterans of the Vietnam War who were not given a proper welcome home. Today, with this ceremony, we are given the chance to open our hearts to you. You have always been in our hearts and prayers. We wanted to show you our utmost respect by performing for you today. The Vietnam War was a complicated and controversial conflict that lasted from the mid-1950s until 1975. Many veterans felt ostracized and mistreated after returning home to the U.S. and still feel the effects of war to this day. Wrangell's Cotsleton dancers joined other Native groups from around the state and as far away as Standing Rock, North Dakota, in an all-day virtual event recognizing Vietnam vets with Native drumming, song, and dance. The event was organized by the Southeast Intertribal Collective, which describes itself as a group of tribal people from all around Southeast Alaska who are passionate about honoring and holding up veterans of all campaigns. As part of their presentation, Wrangell's dancers performed the welcome song. Women in the group moved their hands in half circles, palms up, gesturing towards their hearts, welcoming the vets into their hearts. While the Kotzleton dancers often perform clinket songs and dances, the dance troupe members come from a variety of indigenous backgrounds. The name of the dance troupe, Kotzleton, means Old Willow Town and refers to the old Wrangell village site about 15 miles south of present-day Wrangell. In the final part of their performance for Vietnam vets, the Kotzleton dancers performed a Simshin war cry, which they performed with the permission of an Angoon elder. Full performances of the event can be seen at the Southeast Intertribal Collective page on Facebook. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. Taking a look at the community calendar. Sitka Sound Science Center opens the aquarium 1 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays to school-age youth for educational activities. To sign up for this free opportunity, go to the Book Now tab at sitkascience.org. Reservations are required and allow students 45 minutes of time in the aquarium. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.